brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. While the Catholic world is waiting for this consecration attempt that's going to happen on this coming Friday, the Feast of the Annunciation, Francis issued a new apostolic constitution that fundamentally changes the Roman Curia. This has been a project of his since the day he was announced as the Pope way back in 2013. Yes, this has been in the works for nine years, and now the document has been issued, and it definitely contains some concerning changes that break from the history of the Church and show where his papal priorities lie. And look, just because he's going to attempt the consecration in a few days, which is a good thing, it does not mean that he should escape scrutiny for the things that he's doing otherwise. So let's take a look at something that will have massive consequences for the how the church is run, and how very few people are paying attention to it right now, all things considered, and the consequences this change is going to have for how future popes get the experience they need to be serious papal contenders. The story was first broken by mainstream Catholic journalist Edward Penton on Twitter, and then immediately was reported on by every Catholic and many secular outlets online. From Mr. Penton, quote, After nearly a decade in preparation, the new apostolic constitution on the Roman Curia, Predicate Evangelium, has been published. It will enter into force on June 5th, the Solemnity of Pentecost. Vatican Press Conference on Monday, end quote. Another papal document issued by Francis, this one on a Saturday, which is an unusual strategy to say the least. Typically, governments of all kinds only make announcements on Fridays and Saturdays when no one is paying attention, if they don't want most people to see what it is they've done, and it's no different for the government of the Church. From the outside of Francis's reign, he has sought to reform the Roman Curia. In case you're not aware of what the Roman Curia is, since many Catholics just aren't, the Roman Curia is the central government of the Roman Catholic Church. It's a collection of clerical and lay bureaucrats who assist the Pope in running the Church. According to the Vatican website, quote, In exercising supreme, full, and immediate power in the universal Church, the Roman Pontiff makes use of the departments of the Roman Curia, which therefore perform their duties in his name and with his authority for the good of the Churches and in the service of the sacred pastors, end quote. I think you get the idea. But why is a reform of the Roman Curia such a big deal? For the most part, it's actually not. But notice I said, for the most part. Most of the changes aren't any any real concern, but there are a couple of exceptions worth noting here, and I'll go over the highlights now. First, for many years, many Catholics from across the internal church spectrum have complained that the Secretary of State's office has far too much power and influence. This reform just gave them even more power. The document contradicts itself, expressly saying that all dicasteries of the Roman Curia are equal, in the new document, the Secretary of State has usurped the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith in prominence and has increased in power. All apostolic constitutions, papal decrees, apostolic letters are now drawn up by the Secretary of State, and there's no mention of a customary review or comments made by the Congregation of the, Do the Doctrine of the Faith, which is a long-standing tradition. This is an incredible increase in power and influence in Rome for the already most important office in the Church in regards to its dealings with the outside world as it handles all political and diplomatic functions for the Holy See. Now it has some of the CDF's former duties. And I'm not going to go over every detail of this document, though. Instead, I want to highlight a couple, in addition to what I've just talked about. First, Francis has declared himself to be the evangelizer-in-chief of the Church. That's not entirely a new thing. I mean, the Pope is the shepherd of shepherds and the vicar of Christ, but how he envisions this is interesting to say the least, and in full keeping with his program of modernism. The document is a modernist innovation, and central to that vision 
in the reform of the Curia, promulgated Saturday with the Apostolic Constitution, Predicate Evangelium, is the creation of a new Roman dicastery, the Congregation for Evangelization, directed personally by the Pope and listed before the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith in terms of importance. This is a key symbolic move. Here the program of Francis becomes apparent. The Church's orientation is primarily pastoral in this vision, not dogmatic. In the new Curia, the protection of the truth of the faith is no longer as important of a role as just pastoralness. Remember that Francis hates evangelizing and has publicly rebuked missionaries and lay groups for, you know, spreading the gospel and working to bring souls into the church. That's a matter of public record, so placing himself as the chief evangelizer in the church is kind of a funny move. Until we see how it is now listed ahead of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Being pastoral is more important than the integrity of the faith, which is not exactly a groundbreaking observation when we're talking about how Francis has prioritized his message and his tolerance for heresy. It's all pastoral with no dogmatic integrity, so that's not surprising. As this change develops, I'm going to certainly have a lot to say about it in the future, especially in the coming weeks when we start to see these things implemented. But another change has captured the attention of both secular media and the worst of Catholic media, because it's another break from our historic past and an embracing of those secular values embodied by the German Synod on Synodality. From Reuters, we get this headline, Pope rules baptized lay Catholics, including women, can lead Vatican departments. That's a huge change, and it's frankly not one for the better. Traditionally, the government of the Church was run on behalf of the Pope by priests and bishops, and it was a testing ground for future papal contenders to cut their teeth in the governments of the Church by actually doing the job and getting to know the cardinals who will decide who will be the next Pope. Now, that has been diminished by putting laity in charge of things. From the article, quote, Francis introduced a landmark reform on Saturday that will allow any baptized lay Catholic, including women, to head most Vatican departments under a new constitution for the Holy See's central administration. For centuries, the departments have been headed by male clerics, usually cardinals or bishops, but that could change from June 5th when the new charter takes effect after more than nine years of work. The 54-page constitution called Predicate Evangelium, Preach the Gospel, was released on the ninth anniversary of Francis's installation as Pope in 2013 and replaces one issued in 1988 by Pope John Paul II. Its preamble says, The Pope, bishops, and other ordained ministers are not the only evangelizers in the Church, adding that lay men and women should have roles of government and responsibility in the central administration, known as the Curia. The principal section of the Constitution says, Any member of the faithful can head a dicastery, or curial department, or organism, if the Pope decides they are qualified and appoints them. Under the 1988 Constitution, the departments, with a few exceptions, were to be headed by a cardinal or bishop and assisted by a secretary, experts, and administrators. The new Constitution makes no distinction between laymen and laywomen, though experts say at least two departments, the Department for Bishops and the Department for Clergy, will remain headed by men because only men can be priests in the Catholic Church, end quote. Well, that's a relief, I guess, though. Who knows if that'll last? That change is an indication of the state of the Church, which looms over everything in our time, including the forthcoming attempt at fulfilling Our Lady's request from Fatima, since the state of the Church is why Francis has been trying to reform the Roman Curia and reform it in his own image. I say the state of the Church looms over this because, frankly, the Church has been careening towards absolute catastrophe for decades, and it is evident in the words from Francis that I have here. A secular outlet has this story with the following headline, Pope Francis, Prepare lay people for the day there are not enough priests. You remember that smaller, poorer church that then Father Ratzinger prophesied about in the late 1960s? It's practically here. From that article, quote, 
Pope Francis said Thursday he worries about the day there are not enough priests, proposing the formation of lay people as the remedy. Addressing a delegation from the Order of Augustinian Recollects in the Vatican, the pontiff commented on their falling numbers of vocations, urging them to entrust their charism to the laity. From eight provinces of Augustinian Recollects there are now four, the Pope noted, meaning that in terms of numbers, we are going downhill, and this is a reality that we cannot ignore. There are thousands of explanations, he continued, that young people today do not see things clearly, that there are far fewer young people than before, obviously, the birth rate, that Europe and America do not give what they gave before in terms of vocations, that we will have to look for other cultures and look elsewhere, and so on, as much as you want. But there is a question that we have to ask ourselves. Look to the future, project the age that you are now, and say, will there be two provinces instead of four? Nothing more, he said. Don't be afraid to ask yourself the question. While not resigning himself completely to the idea of a future dearth of priests in the world, the Pope said the prospect worries him, and steps must be taken to counter it. The day that there are no more Augustinian recollects, the day that there are not enough priestly vocations for everyone, the day that, the day that, the day that comes, have we prepared the laity? Have we prepared people to continue with pastoral care in the church, he asked. And you, have you prepared people to continue with your spirituality, which is a gift from God? so that you can carry it forward, he added. I do not dare to be a prophet and say what will happen, Francis stated. It worries me. It worries me. I trust in the Lord, but I also have to say these things. Let us prepare ourselves for what is going to happen. Let us give our charism, our gift to those who can carry it forward. Please do not mend the things that cannot be mended, because a culture is imposed on us. And let us not have illusions, he said. Let us continue with prayer that the Lord send vocations, but also that he prepares us to give our gifts when there are fewer of us to those who can col collaborate with us, he said, end quote. Clearly, this is linked to what he's doing by putting laity or allowing laity to be in charge of Vatican dicasteries. This call to form the laity into taking on the charisms of religious orders is concerning because it comes against the backdrop of the German synodal way, which is giving unqualified laypeople the ability to confer certain sacraments, including women and those not traditionally permitted to engage in things like baptism outside of dire emergencies. And Francis expressed his support in writing of the German Sonata Way, which is a schismatic synod that is breaking with the faith in such obvious ways that even moderate modernist bishops from across Europe are begging the Germans to rethink what they're doing. And Francis recently expressed support for it, and he hasn't rescinded that support, despite appearing to do the right thing with the coming consecration. Let's not forget what it is we're dealing with here. He's still a modernist, and God willing, he is able to do the consecration as heaven requests, and God willing, he has a conversion as a consequence of it, because this action we just show, saw shows that he is still the same Francis that he's always been, regardless of how good it is that he is at least attempting to do what heaven asked through Sister Lucia back in 1929. All of these changes are part of Francis's mission, to eliminate a clerical church and replace it with a synodal church which is just fancy modernist speak for turning the priests into co-equals with the laity and having the laity run the church. It is a recipe for a disaster. Which brings me to the last change in the curial document. The process for the appointment of the bishops will now involve the laity, which Francis uses the term the people of God, a term that is absolutely just makes me cringe, and it's a modernist term. It's not something that you ever saw before the council. The laity will be involved in the diocese concerned, meaning laity will have now have influence in how a bishop is selected. What that means in practice, we will have to wait and see, but I really doubt it's going to be good, if for no other reason than to help further undermine the separation between the laity and the hierarchy, since the church is not some secular democracy, but is rather a hierarchical organization, 
That is the on-earth embodiment of the natural and right-ordered hierarchy in heaven. Not everything needs to reflect the will of the people, but don't tell that to the modernists. So don't be fooled. Francis is going to attempt to do the Fatima consecration, and that is laudable, but he, that does not absolve him from his mission to bring forth the ape of the church from Catholic prophecy, which is an institution emptied of its divine content and replaced with secular norms that serves the interests of the secular world. He's not absolved of that, and I will continue to talk about those issues in the coming days regardless of what comes from his attempt on Friday, which for the record I hope sincerely is successful. That having been said, what do you think about this document that he issued? Is it just more of his typical modernist nonsense? Let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. And share this video, please, on social media, it, that actually really does help too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.